This is exactly right. <sighs> We're finally doing a live I Said No Gifts, and I'm inviting you. This thing is going to be wonderful. Some very special guests, gift giveaways, and I'll probably get a haircut the day before so I look really nice. It's June 26th at Dynasty Typewriter, right here in gorgeous Los Angeles, California. That's right, Los Angeles, the home of several Target stores. And if you can't be in LA, we'll also be live streaming the whole show. Tickets are very limited, so go to DynastyTypewriter.com as soon as possible. clear when you're a guest in my home you gotta come to me empty-handed I said no gifts your presence is present enough and I already had too much stuff so how do you dare disobey me Well, it's I Said No Gifts. Welcome. I'm Bridger Weiniger. Having a decent defined day, I uh, wanted to go to breakfast and have a biscuit, and the restaurant was out of biscuits, and uh, these little challenges are where you find out where who you really are. And I, I think I did well with the surprise. I shifted to another menu item, which the waiter or the cashier told me would was her favorite menu item. It ended up essentially just being a tortilla full of potatoes. That all said, everything's fine, and I'm so excited because, thank God, we've got one of my favorite people here. Today's guest, Carrie O'Donnell. Just a delight. Carrie, welcome to the show. Hi, Bruiser. Thank you for having me. How are you? I'm good. You're wearing a Palm Springs t-shirt. I, I I bought this shirt last weekend in Palm Springs at the Rite Aid there. Oh, okay. It's a tie-dye, as you can it's see. It's beautiful. It Thank really you. speaks to what Palm Springs has to it offer. It does. And I've never bought something at Rite Aid, like a, a clothing uh, yeah, item. I so I, I feel either. I felt kind of like... I felt punk. I, of course. Yeah. I always feel like those, uh, like crates of t-shirts at Rite Aid are like mm. a last minute Price is Right outfit. Yes. Just waiting to have. Oh my God. That's, I yeah. Just, like just gotta get to it right before the screen. Yeah, the exactly. Sh- Here's know, the, like a bright red t-shirt uh-huh. I can put on before I meet Drew or yeah. what have you. Yeah. I bought like socks at CVS before, oh, but okay. I've never, I've never done this. But no. I feel like very committed to this now. I think you should commit Thank to you. it. Thank you. Tie-dye works on a lot of people mm-hmm. and it's working really well. Yeah. It? A little deadheady. Have you ever made a tie-dye t-shirt? I think as a as a boy. Oh, as a boy. <laughs> as a boy in school. <laughs> okay, sure. Yeah, I think I made one, uh, I think in sixth grade I was a hippie for Halloween, which yeah. is good look, of course. Yeah, I've done, I have worn one, I, we had like a family dance every year at my school and one year, my mom actually was one of the moms that ran it. Wait, we, a family it dance? It was called the family dance, it was one of the biggest moments of the year and it's just all the families and the kids in the middle school and elementary school go to this 
what the gymnasium. Sort of, what sort of dancing are you doing at a family dance? Well, that was at one my fourth grade family dance was the first time I ever heard Believe by Cher. And this oh. really cool girl named Brittany Vespi, who was like the cool girl in fifth grade, she yeah. requested it. Of course. And everyone just sort of like went into this kind of... It was like the Matrix at the rave <laughs> when it was like, let's feel it, Zion. And then everyone just starts like raving under. That's how it felt for me. <laughs> and are your parents dancing? To- no, they're kind of like hawking around, like chaperoning. Oh, okay. okay. My mom was one of the shoe and this. Her friend were in charge of it. And they so every year it was like one year was the Super Bowl and they made a balloon. What are the goalposts? A uh, balloon. Yeah, I <laughs> suppose those are goalposts. I'm imagining a an arch. Yeah. They made a balloon net. A hoop? <laughs> a football hoop? <laughs> um, that, that reminds me of an early, one of my earlier, the earliest gay moment I can remember possibly. Right. Or at least culturally was in seventh grade. I was at the middle school dance and I requested um, Meredith Brooks's Bitch. Yes. And it was clearly not played, but I remember thinking, let's get this going. Good for you. <laughs> Immediately ignored. But Let's get it hot. Yeah, that's one of those early moments where you just look back and think, oh yes, it's always been this way. For sure. Yeah, that, that, was, that share moment was a moment. R- Madonna's Ray of Light was a full... Oh yeah, of course era for me right. I used to like I've talked about this before with many people and they were kind of against their will maybe but I've I used to bring I brought Ray of Light to a boy's sleepover once <laughs> the fall album uh-huh. and what was the reception I think supportive but a little confused sure and I think I, I remember distinctly ask, telling asking everyone if they felt too that the album was watery sounding <laughs> <laughs> I was like, is there, do you feel like kind of an undercurrent of water throughout every song? And everyone was like, yeah. Did you listen all the way through? No, I think we got like two songs. I mean, it, I will say though, they were allies because oh, they, right. they weren't like, Carrie, this is stupid. How, right. why did you bring this? They were sort of just like, okay, Carrie, like we'll let you have this and mm-hmm. then move on and watch Men in Black. <laughs> That's a, like the perfect 1998 moment. Right? Just yeah. really there for you. Um, but the yeah. pain of, of, Trying to, you know, get them to be on your level with, of course. with or how you feel about this was formative for me. That takes a huge step mm-hmm. to bring, I mean, to bring any level of music to just everyone, let's listen to what I brought. Yeah. I feel like it's a huge move. It's, a, that's a, it's a probably still one of the riskiest moves you can make in any social setting. <laughs> like, really hey, is. I have this song. Like, you can get away with like a YouTube video because it's right. visual. But a song... Just to sit there with a friend with mm-hmm. nothing to look at but each other yeah. and listen to a song that means something to you yeah. is, could really just destroy any relationship. <laughs> destroy your soul. <laughs> Absolutely. And theirs. I, I get nervous just like... Uh, emailing a Sorry, song. Sorry, I feel like I'm like peering at you. You are. I mean, you, there's a little bit you're looking through the is microphone. That, is that cool? Yeah. Okay. For a moment, you like your eyes were coming through the bar of the microphone. It looked like you were a bandit or I, something. Yeah, I felt very cat-like. Yeah, which is fine. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the tone of that's this podcast. That's our friendship. Yeah, and I was just peering at each other. Since through, I've known you, yeah. kind of just across the room, the yeah. smoke, the lasers. Mm-hmm. Um, we've known each other for a little while. Yeah, we were Twitter friends for a while, and then yes. I... I came here in like 2013 okay, for like right. a month yes. and we hung out. Yeah, I think I I imagine maybe 2011, 2012. Yeah, we were like yeah, we would like message each other like funny right. videos and, and this was before I mean this was a time when you could still like kind of meet normal people through Twitter. Yeah, before it became what it is now. Yeah, whatever the just terrifying 
It was an innocent time. It was. And you, I mean, you may be responsible for the only good fake accounts that have ever happened on Twitter, I would oh, say. Oh, well... I mean, there's Tilda Swinton mm-hmm. and Cat Fancy. Oh, yeah. Cat Fancy was... That guy, Steve. Remember right, him? he disappeared. He did disappear, but he was one of the funniest people. But yeah, that was that was funny. Cause all those accounts I did when I was still living with my parents mm-hmm. after graduating. And y- did you start both of those? or Steve started Cat Fancy, oh, okay. and then Eli Uden, who's great, right. started Tilda. And then I think like the day he started it, he was like, I've been doing this for a few days. Do you want to... Get on it with me. And sure. I was like, sure. And, and then, then it blew up. Yeah. It was like, I mean, again, I was living with my parents and I was just like staying up till like four in the morning, just watching like more people following it. And like, yeah, pretty, you know, like people I looked up to were messaging us and being like, do I know you? Oh my God. What? And uh, could you just explain what it was a little bit? For yeah. Me? It was, um, it was like just tweeting as Tilda Swinton, but right. just sort of caricature of her but not in like a just like we both loved her and i think yes, it, was it sort felt of an very respectful yeah and, uh clearly a love for tilda for, yeah just her like talking about like inverting her rib cage and like <laughs> removing her spine from her mouth and, yeah and you know, emerging from various things pools. yes <laughs> just like dark waters and this sort of yeah thing. and then she eventually at least commented or said had something to say about it yeah right? she like a year later she emailed eli and said hello i don't know or please don't tell anyone about this email but <laughs> i loved what you did and i'm so happy i could be part of it in some way and then she said rock on oh that's beautiful and then eli wrote back you know we're not sure if this is actually you but if it is we're such big fans we love you and this is the best thing we could ever get and then she wrote now go eat your computer uh, <laughs> oh then it's certainly her. yeah no but one she's, other she's than commented on it a few like she did an interview once where she talked about it and then we did some article where we reviewed a fashion show in the voice of the account oh beautiful and she the editor asked us what the email was Mm -hmm. and we told her and she was like oh yeah that's her and she sent a picture of us and then she sent back one of her waving to us oh that is incredible that was what an honor that it it felt cool and this is i mean kind of the opposite of what happened with cat fancy where the official cat fancy magazine kind of came after the account and they banned it yeah they like took it down for a weekend and people were like really pissed i mean they were they were very mad the the editor-in-chief of cat fancy was not happy and it was i felt like I didn't want to be disrespectful to the, you know, the the subscribers. brand. Of course, yeah. I mean, it's a like. I mean, it's a whole legacy of cat loving stuff, and the the tweets were pretty. They were in, kind of insane, though. So I mean, I'm I'm not I'm not surprised that they were mad because it was very it was menacing. I feel like you've had some interesting like catering jobs where you've had weird interactions with people. Oh yeah, I had. Okay, this is the weirdest thing. So I worked at a company and we. I guess I can. Yeah, we we did a. It was around Christmas time in okay. New York. They didn't tell us where we were going. We had to sign like a release form, and we actually went to Robert Mercer, who funded Breitbart. And, oh like, the Trump, no! He was having his Christmas party, and I guess I can say this now because it's sure. Um, but 
Yeah, it was his Christmas party, and it was a Great Gatsby theme. Oh my god! And I so feel it was like out in the middle of it was felt very eyes wide shut. Yeah, they put burlap the, sacks over all of your yeah. heads and put you in a van. Yeah, but it was when all the you know when the election happened and we were learning about his backers. I was like, oh my god, that was oh their Christmas party. Oh, that is horrible. Yeah, That's that was a weird. Terrible. I think that was the weirdest experience I had. Have, Correct me if I'm wrong, but did you have some run-in with Martha Stewart? I yeah, at the I did the New York Ballet Gala. Okay, the, and uh, it was a it was like Sarah Jessica Parker was there and Natalie Portman and all these like so you know you're just gawking at people. Right. And at one point I was I had like arms full of trash. The way was, you're currently yeah. holding your arms, it's like you had a baby. I have an infant <laughs> holding a baby. It felt yeah. I was so I was clearing away some table and and. Behind me, I heard, Kathy, Kathy. And I turned around and Martha Stewart is walking towards me with like some kind of cocktail <laughs> in a like, silk copper pantsuit. <laughs> and she was just yelling for someone named Kathy. And then she lit, we locked eyes for a moment and I can, she looked at me like I was the garbage I'm holding, <laughs> which is, of course, knowing me, as you know, I'm obsessed with her. So oh, I of was course. very happy about that. She's the all time best. So I that mean- was. That was a good moment. I, she's still. I mean, she just nails it every. T- I mean, her Instagram. <laughs> her, I mean, I, her like low key Instagram. It's incredible. Did you ever see that she? There was a blizzard in New York a few years ago, and she <laughs> just posted a photo of her in a snowplow. And she oh. went, I'm bored. <laughs> I'm taking a snowplow out. I just, I was just thinking about recently, a, a few weeks ago or something. I saw her plowing some road. And I was like. Fantastic. Yeah. Good for Martha. I and mean, getting out there and doing the work. She loves snowplows and she loves drones. She, oh, I, I wasn't aware of the drone situation. Oh, she wrote a time op-ed called Why I Love My Drone. What is she using her drone for? To take pictures of her grounds. Of her sheep. Yeah. she like She's like, it's very useful for me to fly over my gardens and see what I need to do. <laughs> and she wrote this glowing piece about why drones are okay. Which is just amazing. She should be the only person allowed to operate a drone. I think so. Oh my god, that's incredible. And I, really funny. I mean, I know this because I'm, I'm sad. But um, Blake Lively, I know, lives in her neighborhood. Okay. They all live in like Bedford. Oh, beautiful. Like a very, you know. And so Blake Lively is tried to do her whole Martha Stewart journey. Oh, I wasn't aware of this. She tried. She brought out like a lifestyle site called Preserve, and then it <laughs> shut down within like three months. She was trying to do like a goop. <laughs> yeah, thing. of course. And Martha actually said that she approved of Blake over Gwyneth. Oh, was she was kind of trying to. Me. She handed her the crown. Yeah, and, and little did she know. But I always love to imagine like Blake looking through her kitchen window at like the drones, and just being <laughs> just like, "There it is, humming by." Yeah, I I have to confess, I can picture vaguely a woman in my brain. I don't know who or what Blake Lively is. I think that's. I think that's okay. She's an actor. She's an actor. She was in Gossip Girl. Okay, so this is where I fall apart because I haven't seen Gossip Girl. Oh. Listen, I haven't seen a lot just, of things. Just take the just go on Netflix. I'm going to hop on Netflix. I think you actually will get a kick out of it. I probably would. I mean, I mean, you do recommend things and then I take 4 years to actually do it and then I regret that I didn't do it. I mean, there was Sister Wives. Oh my god. I was shocked that you hadn't seen that when we talked about it. <laughs> Sister Wives is wild. Remember? Okay, did, did we talk about the moment where the they go to their cul-de-sac in Vegas that they escaped to and he just does a lap running around the cul-de-sac because <laughs> no. he's like we're free because they've had to flee Utah. <laughs> Remember that? I do not. They had to flee Utah. 
He the, is the, the ugliest man in the oh world. Oh my god, he's Windburn. And <laughs> truly, his, his face hair. has just been blasted. And they're all obsessed with him. I know. They, it's a, he's like a sex god to these women. He is. And I, he is truly, it's like a, a mask that's just been beaten by the sand and the dirt. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I watched... Did you ever watch Polygamy USA? No. Did I tell you about my experience with Polygamy USA? You told me that you knew someone that was on it. It was the weirdest... In college, I went to the University of Utah. Right. And uh, one of my math professors was this woman, Teresa Colley. And she was like... She was kind of a... She dressed in what I can describe as a plain Mm -hmm. way. You know, she would wear like floor-length skirts. Um, It was a little odd looking, but it wasn't enough to set off any alarms. But Mm -hmm. also the way she would occasionally speak about her home life was like just uh, vague and generic enough. It was like, what's happening in your home? It doesn't sound like a relationship. It's like you have living Mm -hmm. partners or something. But uh, like at the time, she was a good enough professor. And I I mean, obviously, it was a very low level math class. I wasn't doing anything. Yeah. Any big deal. But uh, I moved on with my life. And then years later, I had moved to L.A. and I... Uh, began watching Polygamy USA, this National Geographic series that's more documentary than reality, mm-hmm. but also just enough reality to keep you hooked. Yeah. And I, it was probably two o'clock in the morning. I had downloaded all these episodes and suddenly on my screen, Teresa Colley is the like speaking out for polygamists. She was <laughs> part of this family, this compound that split off from Warren Jeffs. Oh, my God. I gasped. I, I remember very clear, clearly sitting in my apartment just... <gasps> Wow. And then she's a whole part of the series. I mean, she's a very well-spoken, you know, she's out there fighting for these polygamists. So, they were they were against Warren Jeffs. They were against Warren well, that's Jeffs. That's at least, okay. For, yeah, as far as I know, it, as far as polygamists go, is pretty above the board, you know, consenting adults who just have a bunch of extremely weird ideas. Yeah. Um, but at some point, they were part of that Warren Jeffs thing and then split off. What was that called? The his It sex- was... Uh, YFZ, Yearning for Zion. Oh, my God. And he's now in prison. He is the scary... I mean, that is insane. I'm happy that they're not okay with him. Right. I think he's the boogeyman. He is truly the devil. Have you heard him speak on his phone it's calls? the creepiest <laughs> little voice. It's <laughs> high, like, menacing voice uh-huh. on his... Preaching through the prison phone. He's controlling the whole thing from jail. Oh, my God. And it makes him more of a martyr. Oh, yeah, of course. He's kind of never been more powerful. He's kind of undefeatable for these people. But his voice just, like, grates on your spine. Yeah. Just a creaking door speaking from prison. It's Mothman voice. (laughs) It is totally. (laughs) Did you ever see that documentary? Uh Cannot remember the name, but it was about that polygamous compound. I think so. It's, I mean, it's horrifying. And I, I think I had to turn it off because I was, so, I think it's, the minute I heard his voice, I was like, I can't do right. this. Right. It's a deeply disturbing thing and uh, not but, great. But there, I, I also was watching a little bit of like escaping polygamy. Okay. I, I'm not familiar with escaping polygamy. They have like former polygamists, former people who are attached to Warren Jeffs. And okay. then they go in and they, they help people who want to leave escape and then they help them set up. Oh, a new life. Yeah. Okay. And some of them are like torn and they have to go in at like four in the morning and just like get them out. And there's like grandmothers coming out of their bedrooms (laughs) and their nightgowns being like, where are you going? And and just the devotion (laughs) these people have to him. Oh, it's wild. It's so crazy. that That is crazy about your professor. Were you following that whole story when he got arrested and he was like outside of Las Vegas in a like a 
and Escalade, and he had wigs in the car. And no. This whole situation. Uh, you have to look it up. I wish I knew all the details. But he was, you know, he was on the run from the law for a period, and then they finally caught up to him. And wigs. it was like him, and then like another polygamous man, and I think three women or something. And I feel like they had a bunch of wigs and salads or something. <laughs> That's. That's what I dr- I travel without every day. Of course, so my I, trunk is just packed with yeah. lettuce and just various looks for. What were yeah. they gonna do? I don't, I guess they were just trying to you know, speeding through the desert at all times. And well, they're they're vaguely apocalyptic cult, right? Yeah, it's weird that that never. I mean, it hasn't ended in violence. I mean, it, I'm sure eventually it will. There's probably yeah. gonna be some horrible massacre. But, but they have like a. I remember in one documentary they have sort of like a silo. Like, built into the mountain. Oh, I wonder if you're talking about this... Well, this could be wrong, but there's this thing called the Miracle Mine. That's this bizarre thing that some polygamists, like, prophesied will eventually be full of gold. And there are people who still invest in it. And it's clear there's nothing coming out of this mine. But it's, it's either the Miracle Mine or the Dream Mine. And it's, like, owned by who will probably become violent polygamists yeah. at some point when they're defending their mind that's full of just rocks. Doubloons. Doubloons. <laughs> that's what I want it to be full of, of right? course. Miracle Mine sounds like a bar. Miracle Mine. Yeah. Dream Mine, I don't know. Sounds I don't... like a very straight bar. <laughs> um, well, you know, the theme of, uh, very loosely of this podcast is gifts. Are you... Those are all gifts. Yeah, you've given me a variety of gifts in that way. Uh, do you You're... like getting gifts? I do. I I want to tell the story of the best gift you ever gave me. I'd love to hear. When I lived in Brooklyn, you I forgot that maybe a month or two before you kind of casually asked me my address. Okay. And I just gave it to you and was like, oh, maybe he has like a invitation. I don't know. So yeah. I just kind of gave it because I just give people my address of like course. on the street. You can do it right now if yeah. you feel like. Yeah, it. I, I just go up to anyone. But I gave it to you, and then a few months later, I got. I think an envelope with no return address. Okay. And I opened it up and it was just a picture of this kid from like a movie with huge Oh, teeth. I remember that and awful little boy. That terrible little boy from some movie where he's so grating and it was just his toothy smile and I was actually <laughs> scared for like 20 minutes because I had no idea and then all of a sudden it just I was like Bridger sent this to me. Oh, I wish and I... Then, and then you texted me like... Did you happen to get something? And I was like, oh my... And I put it up on my refrigerator. It was up for like a year. Yeah, I think I had uh, at a job years ago, I would just be on the internet wasting time all day and somehow came across that horrible little boy. He kind of looked like Jodie Foster. Yeah. When she was a girl, like a little girl. But like if her teeth were 70% of her head. Yeah, he was not like Jodie, but like had that He had that kind of swoopy hair. Uh, but more of like a kid actor energy uh, that was so horrible. I wonder what's happened to him. But it was that was probably the best thing he ever sent me. Okay, I, it shook me. It just kind of left me. you unsettled. Mm-hmm. A good gift should do that. Just leave somebody feeling uneasy and uh, scared. I yeah, would say. Yeah, but yeah, I like gifts. I mean, I'm I'm actually maybe it's like the Catholic in me, but I get really like. Like at Christmas time, I'm always like, "Don't get me anything." Oh you know, right, I'm like, of course. I'm like, Why did you do this? And it's probably really annoying to the person. <laughs> yes. But I, I have, I do sometimes have a hard time accepting gifts because probably of some underlying issues, right? That we'll, we don't need to unpack. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I like gifts. Um, have fun. you gotten any good gifts recently? Um, yeah, I got a robe. 
Oh, that's a great gift. A robe or slippers are things you don't buy for yourself ever. And then once you have it, you're like, why wasn't this part of my life? My boyfriend got me an iPhone. Oh, very nice. Yeah, that's a good solid gift. Yeah, Yeah. that was was pretty amazing. Um, But yeah, I like, I just like like small, thoughtful stuff. Do you like giving gifts? No. Because I'm, I mean, I like, I like giving things to people, but I, I feel pressure. I don't like shopping. Oh, sure. I like shopping for shoes. Okay, then that... And, like, contact lenses. Where are you buying <laughs> contact lenses? Which is, uh, I think, a Mormon company. What? 1-800-CONTACTS. They're out of Utah. They're out of I Utah. I had a friend who worked there. And they're really nice. Okay. You, when you have to deal with them on the phone, they're, they're like, the nicest people. Yeah, I remember I had a friend who worked there, and I feel like the big benefit of the job was they would give you cereal. Oh. Which... I haven't gotten cereal. Oh, at, no, at work. There. Oh, that's, which, that's a good deal. Actually, that feels to me bare minimum, but... Uh, <laughs> this is great, turning the dial. Here's some cornflakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, but like, so I like getting stuff I like need, you know? Sure, things that like you aren't going to be able to leave the house without. Or I'll go to like CVS and buy like $60 worth of what? shit. What? What in the world? I'll uh, go to like get contact solution and deodorant and then I'll end up like buying like... Crayons. Uh, and a Palm Springs t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, and a Palm Springs t-shirt. And like... <laughs> well, everything there is like four times the price mm-hmm. it ordinarily should be because they're taking advantage of sick people, basically. Yeah. It's like you're sick, but you also need to buy your granddaughter a gift. Yeah. So here it is at five times the market value. I bought face masks recently because oh. of everything going on in the world. Of course. And, and I you was... just needed to relax. Handing them to people that I love oh, in my life. Oh, like a... Um, yeah, like a, a like medical a, mask. A medical mask. I thought you were imag- I was like oh. imagining face masks. <laughs> like a mask. Everybody chill out. Yeah. Just feel good. <laughs> what if that was my defense against <laughs> against the coronavirus? Virus. Just like a masquerade feathery mask. <laughs> <laughs> like it's like Sitting a Venetian mask. City bus with just a big mask. Yeah. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. So the podcast is I Said No Gifts, and then... Sorry. You walk up in the rain, and you've got a gift. I know, I really... I had to. I, um, I mean, I guess I'm gonna open it. Yeah, do you want it now? I'll, I'll do it on air. Okay, cool. We'll do it live. So this is... Oh, camp- look at this yeah. great bag, actually. Mm-hmm. This felt very you. Where did this come from? Uh... Target. Target? That's a nice bag. I had a recent uh, gift wrapping experience at Target that it absolutely sucked. Gift wrapping is my hell. That's part of why I don't like gifts. Right. Um, I can't wrap a gift. One year I got my sister like a Bath and Body Work like set with like soaps and a sponge. Uh And I could, it was like in like hexagonal. That can be wrapped. Like, so I made, I I was like 12, but I had her wrap it. Oh, that's, Which was, she wrapped her own gifts. Mm, that was the worst. <laughs> she gave the, her a little job. <laughs> yeah, that was probably the worst brother moment, but well, uh, this is, I feel proud of that. Yeah, this. this is like a flowery bag. Yeah. It's a nice, like, almost a wallpaper and yeah. a bow on it. Oh, yeah. An extra step. Mm-hmm. I thought it went well, actually, The that well, blue. And then we've got tissue. This is beautiful. Oh, look at this. It's got you like said, a, I just like I wanted to, to conceal noise. it. I yeah. to make a little crinkle. Oh, yeah. 
That brings you back, right? Oh, Being a absolutely. Child. I'm just feeling. Do I, it again. I want to hear you it. You want to do it? Yeah. Oh yeah. I think people like that. I mean, I haven't gotten any feedback on it, but it's a little ASMR. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Everybody likes a little crinkle, crinkle. Mm-hmm. Now I'm just gonna feel before I look. Yeah, well, how does it? What's? What I'm you... feeling like a texture that could almost be an alligator skin. It Reptilian could be a leather. Yes, <laughs> it's not wet, so no. I know it's not alive. No, but it is. Uh, it maybe was once alive. Yeah, maybe once alive. This could very easily be pleather. Mm. Um. There's like some sort of... I'm going to pull it out. Okay. We'll see. There's like a... I feel like a buckle. Oh, oh my God. This is incredible. You have given me what appears to be a purse. You brought me like a leather purse. Hey. What is happening? Carrie, what is this? This is incredible. This is the tackiest bag I've ever seen. <laughs> well, it, I think it's very practical, and it's probably it's, ethical. It's definitely not real. It's, it's a faux. It's studded. It's got gold studs all along it, and then I mean, so yeah, it's like a. It's There's like a, a zipper on the back. You could throw this over your shoulder. Yeah, I you think can, I had to attach it, so I think I, I hope that this that is, is incredible. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like a. A uh, tan faux leather purse backpack. It's sultry. Let's see how it looks inside. Oh, there's something inside of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You've given me a mug that just says weirdo. Oh, on I was. <laughs> I was thinking maybe put a gun in it or some kind of. <laughs> if I had opened this bag and there was a gun, I would have killed all three of us. I would have shot you, and then I would have pointed it at Stephen and said, "You know what's next." And then I would have given my farewell address, <laughs> and that would be the end of this podcast. I was, you know, I thought that that, might, that scenario felt plausible with, <laughs> with us being together, so of I course. thought maybe I should just start. Just I just wanted you to, this isn't really a, it's more of like, oh, what could you put in it? Oh, of course. So it's like, it was sort of like trying to show you how much you can actually use this. Oh, book. and this is like, so you can I use could it have for taken this home, mug. by the way, without opening the bag. Do and you I like what it says? What, this weirdo? Weirdo. Of course, it gives me, it's that little, uh, it's yeah. a, I take this to the office and everyone knows I've got the edge and that I'm, you know, the Something sarcastic gal around town. <laughs> Something about me. This kind would, of a weirdo. If you took this to an office space and they didn't realize who you were, they would, mm-hmm. every member of the office would absolutely despise I you. I want you to bring it to work. I, I will absolutely do this And I want you to work. hold it kind of put it, I want you to have a whole experience. <laughs> I'll this have is, this like strapped you know, around my back, mm-hmm. make a big deal in the kitchen, bring yeah. it out. And then, you know, I don't like giving gifts, but I like, I do like more than giving gifts. I like to create an experience for, right. the, for the recipient. So I, I wanted you to feel like, Oh, like kind of a role play. Yeah. <laughs> so like you walk in with this, you know, around your shoulder and then what better than to take out a mug of coffee? A full mug of coffee. A full mug of coffee. Just lukewarm. <laughs> it's been splashing around in my thing. And then wherever I go, people can smell the coffee that's just been dried up in my bag. Do you want to like... I mean, I I want you to put it on. Should I try it? I'm going to try is that, it on. Is that... That's as, absolutely. I've okay. tried on a shirt on this podcast. I've okay. tried on a jacket. This is just one of many things. Okay, good. Can I lift the microphone up? I'll try to... How should I... I'm going to do it first and over the shoulder. Yeah. Feels good. I'm going to put the... Actually, I'm going to put this mug yeah. back in so we know how it will feel when I show up to work. Yeah. Just... 
Just somewhere in LA. Okay. You're in LA. I'm in, a, I'm in LA. I'm walking down Rodeo, mm-hmm. heading towards Tom Ford. I get in, unbuckle it. Do you have your wallet on you or do you have. Oh, I've got my phone. Put that okay. in there. Yeah. I mean, this could fit mm-hmm. a bowling ball. It, you know, it's deep. I'm now putting my <laughs> other bag in it. It has depth. And it's absolutely. I mean, that basically fits. It's very abyssal. And then, oh, that doesn't fit, so I'm going to take that yeah, out. Yeah, maybe. But now I want to put it on my back. Oh. No. Is that a thing I can do with this? I, I think you can switch the strap. If oh, you, yeah, yeah so you can absolutely. I wanted you, I I put it there, but I figured this you would. This is a deeply versatile bag. Yeah, it's it's very verse. Um, it's, <laughs> it's a verse. It's total verse. Yeah. Uh, yes. Ooh, look at that. It's like a, I've now slung it over my shoulder, and I look incredible. You I do turn to the mic. Listen. I could wear this for the rest of the podcast and be totally fine. Yeah. And then just walk out. I think it actually fits about, you. Yeah, it fits me perfectly, It's actually. a nice clash. It actually gives, now it looks like I'm wearing a, like, a... Uh, what is that? A quiver? Uh huh. This is my own little quiver. Yeah, you Except could put an for, animal in there. You could put a little bird in there. Yeah. If you, I think. Imagine a crow. A crow <laughs> flying, or like half flying, because it's bare, it hasn't had enough air, just <laughs> falling I, to the floor. I yeah, I just it, I saw it and I just I knew I had that. I knew and it has a zipper on the back. too. Yeah, that was my favorite part. That's for your mints. Mm-hmm, your Altoids. Yeah, it's for your Altoids. Uh-huh. I've recently um, have not learned my lesson, but I'll just throw my gum willy nilly into my bag. Mm. It all comes out, gets unwrapped, and then my phone is covered in gum. So it's yeah, right can, here. It separates everything. Yes, yeah, so that you put your perishables in the back. Mm-hmm. Up front, you've just got a mug full of coffee at all times. What are those kind of crackers that are? There's like three of them, and they're in those plastic, and they have like peanut butter. Oh, those, like, you're talking old... about those weird little like uh, is it a handy yeah, pack or those could be good. Snack? I haven't had one of those in a long time. Yeah, those are very like little league. Where they would come with a cheese. Mm-hmm. I liked that cheese, except for my problem was once you were out of the cracker, if you just eat the cheese, fully nauseating. Oh yeah. You've got to have that weird saltine cracker. It's like a patty of on. cheese. Yeah, it's like a bizarre little paste to. But- those could but be. But that's easily going to go in there. This is my. <laughs> this could become my hiking bag. Yeah. I would love to be found dead just somewhere with this. Yeah. In the Angeles Forest. He didn't pack any water, but he yeah. did have gum and a handy snack. It's a very last scene bag. Oh, absolutely. Like Can you imagine like parked at the base of like weird security footage of me with this thrown over my back? Yeah. Or they find your car parked at the base of a mountain. There's du- there's like a coating of dust over it and it's unlocked cuz Of course. You wanted you wanted people to know. Yeah. And it's just in the front seat. And it has purpose. no ID, nothing in it. Mm-hmm. It's just, just covered in my fingerprint. <laughs> oh, I love this. Do you carry a bag? I have a backpack. Okay. Um, and I actually sometimes use the wall, uh, the not Walmart, the Whole Foods like recyclable. Oh, sure. And mm-hmm. what are you carrying in that? Gym clothes, right? Because I I used to my mistake. I used my backpack for gym stuff. Okay. And like I swim oh, too, so, so it got it's a little like wet and mildewy or something. And I tried, to, you know, I would always Lysol wipe it, but the smell that's just, not gonna do it. Yeah, so I I use like recyclable bags for the gym sometimes, okay. which is probably looks a little questionable, but who cares? I don't give a fuck. You're going to the gym. <laughs> I I always look like a disaster at the gym, and I don't care. Me, I love I'm, it. I'm working myself for 
a life outside the gym. Yeah. Within it, I can just be... A, the idea of like getting ready for the gym is insane to me. Like putting on makeup? <laughs> well, I, will, I, I can <laughs> see myself putting on a full face of makeup yeah. before doing working out, but... I can see you like darkening your eyebrows. I would love to show up at the gym <laughs> just in essentially kabuki makeup. <laughs> Rouge. <laughs> just beautiful big cheeks. <laughs> like a little doll. I can see you in a bold lip. Oh, a bold gym. lip. Like and a then brown lipstick. I... I get crushed by the dumbbell and I'm <laughs> just struggling with all this makeup on my face. What do you, are you an active gymmer? I, um, as of last, like about a year ago, I started going to this weird, well, no, I'm not going to say it's weird. It's lovely. It's run by somebody named Dirk and Chanel, uh, husband, wife team, and they run like a small, uh, per- private gym that's like semi, uh, personal training mm. you go once a week for half an hour well most people go two to three times a week but i don't have that in me Mm-mm. i'm going once a week and they work you for a half an hour to the point of dry heaving and so it's like a half hour turbo workout right it's just like pure weightlifting, and it's Whoa. it truly is hell i was telling someone recently that like about three quarters of the way through the workout every time if there was like a sniper laser on my head i would say take him out yeah just get rid of me i want to die but um, that's that means it's working yeah i go to 24 hour in weho and how is that how often are you working out well when i have a when i didn't have when i didn't work for a year i right. was going pretty much every day every day what are you doing every day i don't understand what's happening there i you know i i did my job thing, looked for jobs, blah, blah, blah. And then I would just, to go, like, take care of my stress, I would go to the gym. Well, I was, a, but I was a swimmer in college. Uh, okay. So, like, I feel like I'm, but I would go probably every day or if not, like, every other day or, like, you know, if it was, like, if I wasn't that into it that week, I would go, like, four or three, three or four times. But Bottom line, you much, were going a variety going, of days I was going, week. like, but for a while I was going, like, every day. And were you swimming mostly? I did cardio lifted and swam wow that's incredible but, i don't know how you do it well it's because i had nothing else to do <laughs> and i was like i figure i might as well just like just get in good uh, shape. yeah at least be healthy but when i started this job that i just finished it was a six-month writing job yes i like didn't go ever no of course not and i would go and like, where do you find the time steam or like just swim for a little maybe okay. or go go in the stairmaster for 10 minutes <laughs> right but yeah it's it's very it, i'll either be really into it or i'll just be like i have to watch the real housewives yeah of course i skittles i tried uh water aerobics for the first time really recently. i went with uh i was back home in utah and i went uh and did water aerobics with my mom wow and it was incredible it's water I, is the best oh it's place, i don't know why you, i mean it's almost impossible to find water aerobics in la but uh while How I was, was doing it, it was so great. Was I don't it, know why we're not doing it more. I mean, it was essentially, I mean, it was literally me and then just 40, 60 plus women, like uh, from my mom's age up to like a like a 90 year old woman. But I was having a terrific time. That sounds, and I'm not saying this, like that actually sounds great. It was, I mean, I felt like, like I got a workout and I didn't feel like I put stress on my joints, this sort of you're thing. You're in good company. Oh, excellent company. Funny. Yeah. And it was during the holidays, so they were playing like uh, dance remixes of Christmas carols yeah. during it, which <laughs> was wild. All I, all I, all I. Well, this bag is incredible. I'm. You could bring this to the workout. Oh, I would love to take this to the workout. I'll put my water bottle in yeah. there. Yeah. That I'm in a full face of makeup. I've got this slung over my shoulder. It. I think it. It's. 
Really, for any occasion. Yeah, this, I mean, Christmas, day, day to night, day to night, day to night. This it's D to N. D to N. <laughs> you combine this with jeans. You can do it with a skirt. Oh yeah, a uh, gown, tuxedo. You're going all jumpsuit. over the place. Jumpsuit. Yeah. Do you own a jumpsuit? No. Okay, I don't own, own a jumpsuit either. I've that's been a discussion on this podcast, and mm-hmm. I. Would like to own one at some point, but I just feel like, where do I go and what does it need to look like on my body? I think you could rock one. I don't know. It, it does feel like a, a move. It's a statement, I think. But I, you've tweeted about wearing leot- leotards. Oh, sure. And I, and I would like to see that uh, with... <laughs> me and a leotard headed to the gym. <laughs> with tap shoes on. <laughs> but if you did the workout in tap shoes... <laughs> Like this fully... You just occasionally hear some clicking while I'm lifting weights. That would be incredible. You do a power lift dumbbell in a pair of tap shoes. Fully dangerous. Mm-hmm. I went to a uh, tap dancing recital recently. Really? That had a um, a sci-fi story. It was maybe the most insane live performance I've ever seen. It was out in like, uh, I don't know, somewhere on the east side and... Uh, it's a, a friend is in this tap class and the teacher puts on every year or so a, a tap show that has a loose story. This had some political elements, uh, like LA had run out of rain. It was kind of late runner. Yes. Um, but then there was also like a, he tried to also put jokes into it. It was, not a good combination of anything, but truly, wow. I'm going to, I mean, whether my friend remains in it or not, I'm going to go to this once a year because it was bananas. I'll go with you next it. time. There were people in like chain mail, tap dancing. Um, they went wow. to like club tap water. Oh, so, so like a drought has. <laughs> a drought has descended on Los Angeles. But um, like the drought. Yes. The drought to end all droughts. Yes, of course. And. I think there was some element that was a little... Who's that New Yorker writer that's so horrible? Uh, that's like always... The, uh, Borowitz Report. Oh, it had yeah. a little a little bit of that sort of humor, you know, mm-hmm. where it was like Donald Trump the 50th is still president or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that aside, of course, this podcast is does not promote Donald Trump, but we also don't promat- promote Andy Borowitz because mm. his uh, satire is... Who strikes... <laughs> For me. <laughs> Carrie's walking I'm out leaving. with his bag. <laughs> I'm taking that bag back. He's hurling the yeah. mug through my windshield. Wow, that sounds kind of bold. It's incredible. It was a weird thing to see. You know, within Los Angeles, most things you go see are like kind of people performing at the top of their skill level or whatever. Mm-hmm. And this is more just like a bunch of people had gotten together at a local gym to learn how to tap dance. And then the uh, leader decided to make it a sci-fi story. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like we've gotten to... We have gotten to the part of the podcast where we're going to play a game. Okay. I'm going to actually give you a choice. All right. I'm not going to tell you what either game is, but I'll give you the title of... (laughs) The gun you promised earlier (laughs) is the gun I brought. No, uh, I'm going to tell you the title of each game and you get to pick. Okay. Gift or a curse or gift master. Gift or a curse. Okay. And a number between one and ten. Six. Okay. I'm going to calculate some things, and when I return, we'll play the game. Okay. But while I'm calculating, you can promote something, you can promote yourself, you can recommend something, do whatever you want with the, the random amount of time you're about to be given. Okay. Um, I do a podcast called... I'm a co-host of a podcast, uh, Sexy Unique Podcast with Laura Marie Shane Halls. 
I she's had it for years and I've joined recently as a semi-regular co-host and we're going on a live tour. Carrie, I'm back. Great. Gift or a curse? I'm going to name three things. Okay. Three anything. It can mm-hmm. be an object, a person, or whatever. And you have to tell me if it's a gift or a curse okay. and why. All right. And there are correct answers, so there's a strong chance you could get zero out of three. Okay. And then you walk out of here shamed. Great. But you could also come away a big winner. So it's based on what you think? Based on what I know. Oh. My objective truth. Okay. So, number one, number one, I always have a hard time. I I find the things and then my eyes go, I basically go cross-eyed and can't see what I'm looking at. Oh yeah. Number one, text reactions, gift or a curse. These are, you know, the heart, the exclamation point, the question mark that you can like react to a text on an iPhone. Does that, do you know what that is? Yeah. Okay. What do you think? I'm going to say gift. It's a, that's a curve ball. I feel like, I feel like people would normally say curse, but I think it's a gift. Why do you think? Because I initially thought this is hell. And now I like it because it's, I like that it's weird and impersonal because it's like funny. And to me, it's funny whenever someone likes something or I like what it does, it's chaotic. And I think it's actually underrated. It is a gift. Yes! It's a gift. I had this exact emotional journey with them. Initially, I stayed away. I wouldn't do it. Mm -hmm. I felt like another emoji Mm-hmm. something or other i wasn't gonna do it and then i was you know i don't know what broke me i think eventually i was just like i'll dip my toe in this water i'll give this like a a heart mm-hmm. and now i'm i'm fully on board it's like it's also just like a nice punctuation to a conversation where it's like i'm ready for this to be over when i've liked something it's like i'm not ready i don't need any yes. more talk back from you yeah we're gonna just i liked the last thing you said and we can move on the ha ha uh, usually I will, I'll type out a ha ha ha. Yeah, ha. I don't, I'm, I don't care for the ha ha, but I like heart or, I, I like a dislike when you get a dislike. Oh, I love a That's dislike powerful. on basically anything. Mm-hmm. But it, it's a nice conversation. It's like, you're right. It's letting both people know, like, I'm going to need a little breather right now from this Yes, combo. I'm like, I acknowledge that you're, yeah. you've said something, but that's all we have. The road has ended. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I'm. I think I'm on board with it. Uh, I like the question mark. I I think I can do it more. Uh, like is a little scary. Like is a like for me is just uh, that. That's truly like okay. I'm done talking. Yeah, I don't want any more engagement from you. I appreciate whatever you said to me, and now we're done. That's a business. That's like very business like. Like I like it. It's almost like a, a red re- read receipt. Yeah, it's like saw it that's all that needs to happen Mm -hmm. maybe we need to shift away from the heart because it's a like but it looks like love maybe there's like somewhere in between yeah like a hmm yeah i wouldn't mind a hmm just Hmm. like oh Mm. all right do you like read receipts no i don't think anyone does but i occasionally do like them when i'm like in a panic moment i just need to know if somebody read the thing yeah like like in a business situation yeah yeah yeah. i or like yeah if, if you if something sent to them like a link or you know some like an attachment or something right yeah i think that i remember it does bring you back to my days of blackberry like oh BBMing. never had a blackberry oh bbming was like the first taste of like passive aggression on social media and just like because you could see when someone read what you wrote and they could oh. just leave it on red and oh, it would boy. have like the r and the check mark i couldn't deal be, with that but it was it was powerful i sent an email yesterday apologizing to someone 
and have not heard back mm. and am now just living with this growing fear and anxiety about what their reaction is and there's nothing worse than that like did they see the email are they taking a pause are they taking a pause are they just bad at getting yeah. back i had a friend once who was like i was like you don't really respond to me ever so i feel like i don't know why i text you. like i was just, i wasn't like <laughs> shaming them i was just kind of like it's more of just an observation right and they were like yeah you know i i do read your messages and i i take a moment to think about it and then i'm like Okay, and then I sort of forget. Well, that is not like, a good formula for communication. And I was just imagining them, like, going, hmm. <laughs> and then, like, seeing something and walking towards it. That uh, I'm not on board with that at okay. all. Okay, you've gotten one. We're moving on to the next thing. Gift or a curse? Whole grain mustard. <sighs> curse. Why? There's just something I'm a I like Dijon or yellow and there's just something phlegmy about grain mustard and okay. I I don't know I don't trust it fully. I love mustard but grain feels a little bit cursed to me. Oh, well unfortunately <sighs> fully wrong. No. Whole grain mustard and this is a recent discovery for me fully a gift mm. i think it's fantastic it uh it feels like a i don't even know what i'm eating when i'm eating, eating a whole grain mustard right. what is happening is mm -hmm. that just a bunch of extremely small seeds that i'm putting on food but it's bursting with flavor you like the unknown i like the unknown and uh i i had a bratwurst and i put some whole grain mustard wow. on it and i went wild okay i went absolutely crazy so i i bratwurst beg you to reconsider for um, boulder mustard. Yeah. Uh, Dijon, I'm like, I'm, I feel like I'm moving away from the Dijon, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> I'm always on a yellow mustard. Of course, I'll eat it. Honey mustard? I don't mind a honey mustard. It's I not like my it. number one pick. I but like dipping tenders into it. Oh, of course. I haven't done that in a while. I could get of into that. Of course. Of course. <laughs> um, but for me, the whole grain mustard is a gift. And I think that we should have that. The only thing is, I don't, I don't know what you're putting it on other than a bratwurst. Yeah. It's very, it is severe and Germanic. Yeah. yeah. I guess pretzels. Maybe. Dip a pretzel in that, but. Uh, you already have like the salt. Yeah. So it's like little flakes, the, you know, things of salt. So it. To me, crunchy on crunchy. Right. Well, okay. I I don't know that whole grain mustard is crunchy, but uh, maybe you've just had a bunch of bad experiences. Well, I don't care. We're moving on. You've gotten one right and you've gotten one. You've just missed the mark by a it. mile. This final one, you've got to tell me. And this is your chance at Redemption? at least not full humiliation. Okay. Gift or a curse, funfetti cake. Oh... Can I think for a moment? Of course. Fun can, while you think, I'll just let people know Funfetti Cake is like a cake with colorful dots, uh, sweet dots throughout, and then usually has a sweet frosting on the outside, and hmm. uh, very photogenic, I would say. You're, you'll see it on various Instagrams, this sort of thing. Um, okay. I've reached it. Okay. Gift or a curse? It's a curse. Why? There's just... <laughs> there's just something about it that I don't... 
relate to or like when I eat it, it's like, it's just, it's <laughs> so sweet. And it, I love like a simple frosting, a few spring, like specks of, you know, it, there's just something about it that it's like, it feels super unnatural. Okay. And I, yeah, I don't, I'm not a fan. Carrie, Carrie, Carrie. Funfetti cake is an absolute curse. Yeah, right. Ugh, it's made I this knew, big I comeback. Would, I felt I could feel. I felt it that you agreed. It is the most upsetting. I well, hate it. I had one sent to me for a birthday a couple of years ago, and immediately I was like, "The people who sent this to me do not know me at all." It is. This is a betrayal. It's so cold. It's sterile. It's, it's clinical. It's the sweetest thing in the world. It's. I think it is a result. I mean, of Instagram culture and this sort of thing, where it's like it's. It looks fun on in photos. It's basic. And it's also like, yeah, it's got this annoying nostalgia element tied to it. But it brings, there is zero depth. Yeah. We're just eating a... It's like home act. Sweet. <laughs> yes, it does say like, just a bad cake. Yeah. What? Oh my God, it does. It is so like... It's like almost scientific. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it did come from like, I mean, I could be wrong here. I don't know my uh, food science history, but it feels like it came in like that period of the early 90s when we were like making food as experiments rather than as food or something. Yeah. And it fortunately disappeared for a while or at least felt like it was being held at seven-year-old's birthday parties, but it is now like part of office culture. We got a fun funfetti cake. Oh. And I... I'm like, well, I'm going to have to drink four cups of coffee with that to balance out the sweetness. And it I'll feels feel like, so sick. It feels like cold math. Cold like math. looking at numbers. Yes. When I see a funfetti, I'm like looking at like... You're not feeling. You're no. just looking. You know, and I, I worked at Cold Stone oh, for sure. a summer. And I think they have some kind of like cake battery. Like, oh, fun, and it's, I hate ugh. the cake batter ice cream. It's horrible. I mean, I think Cold Stone is a bad ice cream place. It's, Take me to a Baskin Robbins. Take me anywhere. Just Yeah, TCBY treats. Sure, TC, the country's best. Cold Stone was... That was weird. That was a weird summer. Did they make you sing? Oh, yeah. Uh -huh. I was also, I was, it was in between junior and senior year. My parents were like, I was going abroad senior year okay. for the fall semester because I just wanted to get it in before I left. Sure. And they were like, if you're going to go, you have to get a job. Like, okay. And so I worked at Cold Stone and my, my superiors were all like teens. Oh, yes. And, and they were, it was very. Like younger than you, teen. Like, yeah, like I was 20. One. Oh wow! And they were oh, yeah. like okay. 17, 16, <laughs> and they were not. Uh, they did not approve of the way I did things. Uh, oh yeah, I don't think I could deal with that. But I, I, I went on autopilot at the end, and I was just really good at it. But in the beginning, of it was course. really hard. For, I got a milkshake return. <laughs> but yeah, just sitting, and you would just pick at all the little. The fun, you know, the fun Fetty ice cream. The, yes. the, gotta have it. Gotta like it, love it, it, gotta have it. The sizing is inexcusable at there was Cold a, Stone. There was a peanut butter chocolate shake that was a gotta have it was 2,000 calories. And <laughs> that it actually just, feels low to me for some reason. I mean, it's, a it's full, amazing. A full day's uh, calorie count. Yeah, but That's it, not, I bet it's delicious. Oh, it's that was the one thing that I was They gotta like, have it. Mm -hmm. uh, in high school, uh, one of my friend's brothers worked at Cold Stone and 
uh, stole probably 500 of the uh, punch cards. Whoa. And so for years, I could just go in and use the punch cards to get free ice cream, fully robbed. Contraband. Uh, but now I've realized I don't like their ice cream, so it doesn't matter. It's also like, I remember one time this big family, because it was in the summer, these big families were coming at night, and this one family had like seven people with them in this party, and they oh, ordered no. a ton of ice cream, and it ended up being like $80. <laughs> and the dad was like, you swindled me. Or like he was, he thought, they like, and I was like, the, Look at the prices. The prices are on the menu. They're like fifteen dollar ice creams. It's not. <laughs> it's not me. Ice it's cream. insane. Uh, yeah, I. I mean. But yeah, Funfetti is Funfetti garbage. is a full curse. Let's move on. Let's find a better cake. Yeah. Uh, Office cake. It sucks. Sheet. Yeah. Grow up. Read a book. Yeah. Um. Okay. So we've. You've got two out of three. Great. Okay. Final part of the podcast, we're going to try to help somebody. All this right. is called I Said No Questions. Mm-hmm. People are writing into I Said No Gifts at gmail.com. They're asking for help uh, getting people in their lives gifts. Mm. They need to get other people gifts. And okay. So let's give one a shot here. Right. This is an interesting one. Hi, Bridger. My fiance's stepfather is turning 60, and the only thing. Uh, I know he loves his beer and rock and roll. <laughs> okay. We want to get him something special. Any ideas? Uh, that's from Matthew in Houston. Hmm. And so, uh, fiance's stepfather, 60 years old, loves beer. He loves rock and roll. Hmm. I'm assuming I, he's from Texas. I'm picture- yeah, he's for- probably from Texas unless he's a... Uh, Somebody that mom met on a fling in, you know, New Orleans or something. Mm-hmm. But he's rock and roll. 60 years old, which leaves him in like the, I guess that's the early 60s. So like he's boomery. He is boomery. Young, on the younger boomer end. Yeah. Let's see. So I feel like maybe concert tickets. Yeah, I was thinking. I was imagining. Are the stones coming through town? I had a just a flash of the venue beers. Oh, like yes. Of this water bottle, and they're like $18. Yes. So, maybe... Or... Oh. No, you go ahead. Some kind of, like, craft beer tour. Oh, not a bad idea. I bet with, the, like a brewery... Yeah, preferably a brewery that has, like, a band playing. Oh, wait, does this happen? Probably. No, it's, I mean... <laughs> or just, like, a rockin' time, you know, like, some kind of, like, brewery and, like, a near like a chipotle (laughs) i mean i know what it looks like it's like kind of like a half restaurant half brewery oh okay sure maybe if there's like rent that out oh that's not a bad i have like an acdc band cover band playing carrie that's way too much for the (laughs) fiance stepfather (laughs) that was that also threw me because it's like our this person is so far removed from... Yeah, but it sounds like he's in their life. Yeah, that's so true. So, he's definitely a supportive Maybe he's a player. good guy. He's, like, one of those stepdads that's, like, cool. And yeah, like, right. You're like, oh, I call him, like... Like, Kate Hudson calls Kurt Russell Pa. Oh, that's right, you of know? course. So, it's, like, maybe, <laughs> like, that, that kind of so thing. So, we're picturing Kurt Russell. Yeah. And he would... I would see some kind of... I mean, renting out a brewery is a lot. I'm not going to go that far, actually. I'm going to take it back. Because that's, like... No, that's almost, like... Uh, bar mitzvah or something. Just, just have him like go to like a have a people meet, have like a section sequestered at like a fun like 
outdoory outdoorsy bar okay cover band playing you are throwing people events yeah (laughs) this is the caterer in your thing okay well i think those are good ideas i mean once we got to kurt russell i thought why not get him an air fryer so he can fry up some wings he's 60 Mm. he's worried about his heart i feel like those are a little more health conscious and that seems like it's like uh right at the crossroads of beer and rock and roll you want to fry things yeah or like teach him how to or like a guide to how to make beer. A guide? How, oh, sure. Yeah, that's a that's something you do once you're retired, I imagine. In your bathtub, of course. He's like a garage bathtub for some right. reason. Like he's like a little private. Kurt man. Russell is back there brewing up Bro. his own personal brew mm. for the event Carrie's throwing for yeah. him. Yeah, I'm. Am I going too sincere with this? No, I'm absolutely like, not. I'm you, throwing it down. I want. Is, I we're want trying like to help a, people. I want like a live. You know, like, I used to go to Atlantic City and they had these pier bars and, like, Bruce Springsteen cover bands would play and you'd be like, yes. Uh, or like bon Jovi. <laughs> uh, write him a song. I feel like uh, looking your uh, fiancé's stepfather in the eyes and playing a song. <laughs> a tender ballad. If nothing else, it will change the dynamic in a huge, memorable way. He's having anxiety, or is it a... It's a man, right? Yes, Matthew. It. Matthew's having anxiety about, like, he really cares about stepfather that's that's like you're right it is like very because it's not if it was you being like oh, i have to get my stepdad something you, i can see that but like your fiance's stepdad like yeah, you're really invested added layer of emotion and pressure there that's yeah. kind of unprecedented for this podcast it's wild yeah but i mean and then you're reaching out to a stranger who hosts a podcast so for help so again mm-hmm. this is a complicated situation and i'm i feel like it's going to end in some level of tears. Any, you, when you said eye contact, any moment that just guarantees at one point in the night, he's going to look across a crowded room at his fiance's stepdad and they're just going to have this like, just like a tender, meaningful moment, hetero male moment of just like, you did good kid. Well, like that kind of thing. For all we know, mommy's dead. So maybe stepfather is oh. the only person in, the, in their lives. So he suffered. He came in when, when his fiance was about, 10 probably that feels like that's when stepdad steps in and then the biological mom passed she probably died or she's been gone for probably 10 to 20 years or they divorced but they still because she was there he the stepdad was there raising the kids or or just single fiance mm-hmm. as an only child she her dad took off years before, so like right. he came in and really swooped in and became filled that void. But then they just split up. But he was like, "I still want to have a relationship with you." So right. like once a week they'd go to get dinner, meet up, and she was like, "You know, you really have been the only father figure in my life." So like that could also be the situation. I love it. So like we're gonna have to consider maybe the ex-wife, the ex-wife. The I also, I mean, that just brings up one thing. Maybe we introduce stepfather to father. Maybe that's the gift. It's wow. a uh, uh, son-in-law, stepfather, and father ski trip. I think that that's oh, the gift. Man. I think I've landed on it. I think that might be. And then drinking at those like outdoor. Right. You're at the chalet, chalet or what have you. Sitting in those Adirondack chairs yes, in the snow. You all have your brats and whole grain mustard. and. Uh, what do you do every night? Do you like sit in a hot tub together? Well, you get to know each other. Yeah, of course. And eventually so. you return and you've mended this family in a way that you've 
I mean, it's the ultimate gift for fiance, stepfather, and father. Or and really you're going to kind of force the mom out of the picture at this yes. point. Really fast. I'll wrap up really quickly. Right. But what if, what if the girl, the fiance's dad is actually a famous rock and roll singer? Gene Simmons. Or, or, or yeah, or like a, in the area, like a big rock person. Okay, sure. He plays malls. Yeah. Or, or something. And the stepdad is enamored with, the ex-husband oh interesting so he's just like has like a guy crush on her. right so right he wants some kind of validation from this person he looks up to so maybe get the ex-husband to come in and with his band and play at the brewery ex-husband writes a song for stepfather we're just playing one of his bigger known hits yeah right. uh I want to rock and roll all night. Yeah. Is that what that song's you called? You shook me up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gene, if you're listening, mm. yeah, a right. gift is coming. Well, I think we, I mean, we, we, we nailed one. that in there's a, lot of a variety of ways. If you don't, if there's not something there for your stepfather, then maybe don't Just, get him anything. Yeah. I don't know. Don't ask for help if you can't take it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Carrie. It's For been sure. an absolute delight. This is amazing. I, I'm walking away from this podcast with an, a beautiful... Friend. A friend. <laughs> if nothing else, this is going to be a friend. It's going to be slung over my back. I'm so happy. Uh, I'm just imagine you like on the streets of Silver Lake. Yes, just going about my business. Mm-hmm. This is just full of files and yeah. coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, well, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. You're this is so awesome. Wonderful and... Uh, I hope everyone had a nice time. We're going to move on with our lives. Great. I Said No Gifts is an Exactly Right production. It's engineered by Earth Angel Stephen Ray Morris. The theme song is by Miracle Worker Amy Mann. Uh, you can follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at I Said No Gifts. And if you have a question or need help getting a gift for someone in your life, email me at I Said No Gifts at gmail.com. Listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you found me. And And why not leave a review while you're at it? But I invited you here I thought I made myself perfectly clear When you're a guest in my home You gotta come to me empty-handed I said no gifts Your presence is presence enough So how do you dare to survey?